Hey everybody, welcome back to the Great and Terrible AHS. We're here to talk to you about afterbirth. <laughs> I guess is <laughs> there's yeah. no there's no better way to introduce this gamers. No. It's the yeah, it's the last <laughs> episode of season 1 of American Horror Story. Um mm -hmm. we are assuredly not going to get through the whole thing today, which is fine cuz we have to I want time to talk about how I feel about season 1 of American Horror Story because this show makes me feel a damn way. This ep oh, this ep oh, this episode. This episode might be the pinnacle of people who have been trying to force option a for the entire 11 episodes before this have now decided they actually were all for option b <laughs> I, that might not make sense out of context we'll get should we just get to it because like they're uh, uh, joined yeah. by miss shadow lovely and slow beef hey gang sorry forgot introductions i'm ty <laughs> hey. i'm slow beef Hi. i'm liz sorry i'm a little incensed right now i just watched the ending of this episode and it's poor I, shit. yeah <laughs> I was saying too before, even like back when I liked the show and stuff, like before I realized, like I I knew this episode sucked. You know, there's like, there's no no redeeming it. Yeah. I. So we start with one of my favorite things in American Horror Story, which is um, mm. them giving a definitive date uh, for something that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> The thing that as soon as I saw it, I just mumbled to myself, oh, Liz is going to hate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it starts with a title card that says, nine months ago. Um, I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, there is a timeline to be cobbled together here. I've uh, I've done it myself. People in my Discord have done it. Um, there is, with with chewing gum and floss, there is a timeline that just barely makes sense. Um if you completely ignore, like, 17 different characters making passing comments that fuck up the timeline that don't actually affect the timeline in any way uh, mm -hmm. throughout the season, um, there is a, like, concrete timeline. I I'm using huge air quotes. Concrete right. timeline that just barely makes sense. You, um, it's, it's like the lawyers. It's really just context that fucks it up mostly it's, it's the lawyer's timeline right meaning like if you had to make the case for the timeline you could but realistically like it doesn't make sense because it doesn't work with like what other characters are saying and doing oh 100 percent, yeah and not only that not only is it cobbled together with chewing gum and dental floss but also they just have characters say and do things that just blatantly contradict with it but then the things that those people say just don't matter so they're like well that didn't actually they just said that it, it didn't matter. That wasn't real. Yeah. Just because yeah. they said it doesn't mean that I, it happened. Like, right? I'm willing to bet anything that the reason this title card says nine months ago is because they just finished having a baby as a major event, and they thought it would be clever to go yeah. to what is generally agreed upon as the you know initial gestation, beginning, whatever, et cetera, right. et cetera. I am not willing to give them credit because uh, I feel like nine months they were definitely already in this fucking house. Yeah. Okay, here's and that go, that goes back to exactly what I just said, which is I think that they specifically <laughs> try to like unironically gaslight the audience into being like, no, no, our our timeline makes sense if you just if you like look at it. Um, but because they like do this like smoke and mirrors thing of like. Oh, yeah, see, nine months ago, because she had a baby, and our timeline's not messed up, because nine months makes sense, right? Nine months is what you associate with a baby. Um, Just I've... forget that the babies were born at six months, which also isn't a real thing that happens. Wait! <laughs> wait, right, yeah, wait, shit, fuck, right, wait, 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 wait! That was a whole core conceit of this son of a bitch! Yeah! Was there a part of I... Hey, wait a minute, you so you motherfuckers, I'm on to you! I feel like, I feel like this timeline... <laughs> This oh jeez I uh, I feel like this timeline like made sense like way back when you know what I mean like when before production began you know at, before like a lot of it was written and things like that and then as things oh, got added they just never worked with it and a hundred percent I think a lot of it is a lot of it is stuff that like you wouldn't notice if you were watching this one episode at a time on right. network TV which is how this show originally was airing yeah um yeah. this was like pre streaming days so like. People were watching it on TV on FX every week, and like if you're not watching it like like we are, <laughs> then it's not the same thing. 
Also, like they, you know, you would be discussing with your, you know, coworkers who maybe also were kind of like halfway passively watching it or whatever. So, like, a lot of discussions on overall themes without going too deep into the specifics or the weeds, except for maybe with, you know, that one other coworker who gets into the weeds a little bit. Very Lostian in that way. Another mm-hmm. show that was like horribly harmed by losing momentum. Um, this show, it feels like if you don't have that momentum in that drive uh it absolutely uh, falls apart as soon as you give it like one critical look yeah i mean this is the thing too like it was a popular show like i i remember i had friends who watched it yeah. like family members you know oh, what yeah. i mean it's just like but They're yeah still making it man yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely like, it's still going yeah <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like it's like a lot of shows where like people remember it fondly because they enjoyed watching it the first time. I have a lot of shows like that where I know that if I yeah. rewatched them, yeah. I would probably cringe like Pretty Little Liars and stuff like that. Where at the time when I watched it, I liked it because I wasn't watching it like critically. I was watching it to watch a show that I thought was interesting. Right. Um, and then watching uh, movies are like that too. Rewatching stuff with like a critical eye, it's like, oh wow. Um, hmm, maybe I don't want to look that closely at this. <laughs> maybe I maybe I should like- revisit this. <laughs> Or, like, you know what, and uh, you kind of forgive stuff, too, the first time. Like, I, I will say, again, I think the show has really good audio design, really good visuals. That, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there is talent in the stuff that's not the writing, you know? So you can kind they of... a solid aesthetic team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, whatever comes through aesthetically. Like, as far as the homage of horror, if you will, mm-hmm. I feel like they do that pretty well. It's just all of the underlying, more yeah. concrete elements where they... I feel like if American Horror Story was willing to just go all in and do a full, fucked up surrealist season, A, it would be the worst reviewed thing they'd ever done. B, it would also be the best thing they'd ever done. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, I have great news for you. We'll, we have a few yes! of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have at yeah! least one. We have at least oh. one upcoming. I... I love that my like turn from being in despair over hearing they did some dumb shit to now just being like, yes, 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 is Lady Gaga there? <laughs> yes, actually. You'll be thrilled to know. Yeah! <laughs> uh, but uh. yeah, so the thing about it is also like we did this season. We did season one um, now because it does unfortunately lay some very important groundwork for other seasons later. It establishes like universe rules, which is why we decided to do this season. Um, We did Roanoke last, or I opted for Roanoke because of just how absolutely unhinged the pacing of the season was. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I I was going to kind of echo that and say like, yeah. And I, and I think like, even beyond just universe rules too, I think like a lot of seasons depend on this one and one other, you know? So a hundred percent. Yeah. But unfortunately for that reason, like this is also unironically one of the weakest seasons. Um, It's more like required watching. Like I'll say there are some seasons that are like, for the most part, completely um, divorced from the rest of the universe, like 1984 um, (laughs) that I actually found kind of, a little bit more enjoyable than the other seasons because like they're not trying to adhere to these really strict rules that they've created and they just kind of do a fun cheeky quote unquote heavy quote unquote homage to a horror thing did you finish 1984 just curious yeah, I did. I'm okay, believe me, too, me. I'm not saying I... it was good. I'm just saying <laughs> no, I liked I'm, it more. <laughs> I'm I'm actually refuting a couple of the universe things to it, but um, we can we'll get there when we get there one but day. Yeah, it's yeah, like anyway, it's like so. JoJo Part One. Yeah. I get it. Like it's a little simple. They need to get the structures set up. Um, they hadn't quite found their footing of like what they do that the audience really resonates and has a fun time with. The first season is especially in something like this where they're like setting up a brand new story every season. Yeah, the first one's probably going to be a little bit weaker you know like and then the second one they'll be more comfortable and more willing to try wild stuff it's, so on and so forth it's, it's funny because yeah. I, I actually it's I, I actually thought maybe we would have the most trouble podcasting about this season and maybe the next one because i felt like they were probably the closest to like sane or whatever but uh <laughs> i mean we had no problem so never mind that he cries and jerks off in the first episode <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I, I knew that, but... Um, He's got a fucking Mr. McSplicit who runs around burying bodies and then going to jail, I guess. Who we'll, we never saw again after that episode that he was in. Um, and yeah. He's not in this one either, spoiler alert. Uh, sadly, yeah. sad to say, his fucking so- wife is... 
but he's not. I'm so glad I was right on the loot call, by the way. That dude had his, that dude said, all right, time for me to go and never showed up again. And I, <laughs> Godspeed, Luke. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Those United, get out of there, yeah, brother. Yeah, <laughs> good for him. Good for him. So, because, right, we, we got to the title card in 10 minutes. So, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nine months ago. Question right, mark, question so, mark, question mark. Um, let's, so, we, we come into the Harmons back in their old house. Uh. And Ben is holding, like, an iPad or a tablet of some kind, and he's like, um, hey, this house in Los Angeles looks perfect, you know, foreshadowing, of course, the murder house. But Vivian has a bag with her, and she's like, yeah, I'm not going to the murder house. I'm going to Florida to, to live with my sister or whatever. And he's like, Viv, what happened? Like, we talked about, like, trying again, you know, second chances in Los Angeles. And she's like, I don't think I can do it. Ben, I've really tried. And what's great about this whole conversation is she is acting well and crying and everything. And Ben is like almost like not even aware that it's going on. He's just looking at his tablet like, yeah, this house is great. And she's like, yeah. It's also not like, uh, to be clear, it's not like a, oh, I'm over this. Can we drop it? Which Ben later started falling into, right? Where he's just like, oh, I cheated on you. Get over it. Like, right. it wasn't, it's not that. It's just like Ben forgot to act. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. Happened. Yes. That's like, it's like the actor f- forgot that that character had cheated on Vivian. And he was like, well, but the house, though, the house is so cool. We could. We could have the house and it would be great. And it's like intermixed with like weird like future prediction shots of like. Oh, yeah. Like uh, bad things that happen in Murder House. They don't don't really match up or it's not clever. It's like, look, it's got a fireplace and they show him like, you know, standing naked in front of the fireplace from the first season. He's like, yeah, we'll we'll have a great time by the fireplace. And then it's just him standing nude in front of it. I'm like, I guess that's having a good time in a fireplace. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's really weird. It doesn't work the way they want to. It's like, we could even have a housekeeper. Maybe she could be, and she'd be like, maybe she could be old or really young. And, you know, it's like. You know what else doesn't, hey. You know what else doesn't work about this? Only saying it at the end, you stupid idiots. You do this at the beginning, and then everyone goes, oh, like the thing Ben yes. said in episode one. Yeah. And then it's, it's clever. It's like Mufasa, the stars above, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if they revealed if Jigsaw in the first five minutes of the movie? I'm always saying yeah. this. People, people would have loved it. People would have loved for the big but, twist ending of Saw to be in the first five minutes. But I just like Ben could have at least because the thing is, he's just saying, like, look at this house. We could have a lovely time here. We could raise Violet and do this. That, that. Like he's saying totally normal things. And it would be clever if they then map to things that happen later on. Right. But they felt the need to try and retrofit it. And it doesn't even work retroactively. Yeah, not no, yeah. They says- had you, you had all the clues, AHS. Riders, you could have just said what happened, but instead you fucked it up. And you can totally tell they wrote this part after the other parts have been written because, like, some of the stuff he says, it's like, well, that's really fucked up of him to say right now, nine months ago. Like, he's like, oh, and I picture you, like, having a baby. I'm like, she just miscarried and you cheated on her because she miscarried. And you're like, (laughs) you're bringing up that she's going to have a baby again? Like, what the fuck, Ben Harmon? But no, they they forgot about that. They forgot that that happened because that happened in episode one and this is episode 12. That legitimately feels like if you were writing a character guide, that would be like bullet point number four for Vivian. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would be like number four on the list of do not forget Vivian had this happen. Yeah, that is like the crux of the whole goddamn show is that Vivian miscarried a baby and it made Ben feel bad and weird. So he cheated on her because he's a terrible person. And that is literally the thing that drives, well, I will, I would say it's the thing that drives the rest of the show, but it doesn't because it doesn't make sense that in this scene, Vivian's like, you're right. Let's try the house. Let's buy a house in Los Angeles. I know that literally 15 seconds ago, I was going to move to Florida. Um, But yeah, you're right. Let's buy a house in Los Angeles instead. And that will be good. It will fix, it will fix top, us. Top Vivian character traits. <laughs> Miscarried. Uh, inexplicable cavitations. <laughs> inexplicably, like, abs- actually falling for the classic Kung Pao. I implore you to reconsider. Mm, okay. 
okay. I, <laughs> and half of Vivian's interactions with Ben are like, Viv, we have to go back to the house. Hell no, we're not going back to the house. I implore you to reconsider. Mm, okay, let's go in the house. <laughs> like, <Aww. it's>, ah. <laughs> and going back to literally what we started this uh, episode talking about, um, and the timeline's not making any sense. Ben's like, this house has been on the market for a while. That's why it's so cheap. Um. I found out that by looking at the timeline thing after I was done writing these notes that that's not true because according to the weird cobbled time stone or time stone timeline they put together literally allegedly Chad and Patrick have only been dead for like three months prior to them buying and moving into the house. Oh yeah because didn't the, um, the realtor explicitly said that like she told her about that murder suicide because it was under the timeline like because there's like a mandatory minimum right of like if something has happened within x time you have to tell them yeah, and she explicitly um, says i told you about this one yeah. because i had to and i didn't tell you about the other ones Ty, which means you're, yeah you're gonna hate it that's that's another contradicting statement about the same thing um but it's different in a different way um because <laughs> they actually died according to their timeline like three to six months ago i don't remember it's it's a really short amount of time um and then in that scene that you're referencing marcy says it was three years ago which isn't real and doesn't make any sense um so there are twice they they do that um and then ben says this which also doesn't make any sense of oh it's been on the market a while um whatever uh the show doesn't um doesn't give a shit about anything um there is a timeline and it's not to be found unless you write it down and make a, a flow chart um but, who, would, um, who would do that write down a timeline about the show <laughs> yeah. that you're writing besides podcasters what person writing maybe, a maybe timeline a team of people do you think they might have like a title that might indicate that they write things for or something the, uh, to that nature i don't think tv is ready for that yeah, that would make this too. God, too I can't wait show. for the shows to come out of this current WGA strike. It's gonna kick ass. <laughs> Sorry, just thinking about that for no reason. <laughs> so, um, in this opening sequence, um, it cuts to present day, I assume, um, because Ben is like meandering around the house, going like, "Vivian, Violet, where are you?" Um, and to to that, I say. I'm also curious because, like, no other bodies disappeared um, when they died in the house. So, where is Vivian? Because he's like sitting, like, where she died, like, on the thing she gave birth on, like, looking around, like, Vivian, where did you go? And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, why? Why did Vivian evaporate? Um, th this isn't how any of the other ghosts have been. We've made a point that we have to get them their bodies out of the house or hide them. Uh, so Larry. where is where? Yeah, even though from even though he's in prison, he came yeah, in to care. But of that's it. the answer. It's always Larry, <laughs> the only living friend. <laughs> also, like him, like wandering around, going like Vivian, where are you? Like, I, it leads into this next sequence of events. Um, and I guess this Do is we, what they're going ben, for. Is Ben just like finally admitting ghosts are real and that he's been seeing them and interacting with them? Is like something finally pushed him over the edge that he's like, ghosts are real. And according to all known ghost rules, my wife should fucking be here. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's like what us, the rational viewer, would think. But the way that they frame it is like he lost Vivian's body and he's very confused as to like what happened. Because um, they do a really poor job of explaining it. Um, then it cuts to a very confusing scene at Constance's house where Constance is hanging out with his baby. Um, the baby <laughs> that is allegedly like newborn who is uh, appears to be roughly four months old. Um, it's a huge baby. It's definitely not a newborn. I know you can't really like film with a newborn or whatever, but they didn't even try. Um, <laughs> and he's like, hey, Constance, thanks for just having my baby uh, over here with you. Um, and to that I say... Why did Constance have your baby, Ben? Um, why didn't you have your baby? That's never explained. It, like, they kind of passively say, like, oh, like, well, we, I, I was watching him while you were preparing for the service. Like, Ben, that's your kid, dude. Like, <laughs> just, just have your kid with you. Like, why are you letting the weird neighbor who has done nothing but cause your family harm 
hang out with your baby. Just like ca- carry him around with you to do stuff. Like it's not a Herculean task to yeah. be a father. Like, question get, mark. Get 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 a charming baby Bjorn and yeah. walk around. Yeah, get that. Get a new wife with your baby Bjorn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that seems like what Ben Harmon would get up to is he'd be like, oh, nice free baby, time to pick up chicks. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I I don't understand what this weird thing of like him not like he's like okay, I'll take my baby back now because Vivian's sister is coming here, and I'm like. Why don't? Why isn't the baby just with you? Why do you have to wait for another woman to show up to like take they, care of the baby? They have some weird thing with any man interacting with a baby is either going to like turn it into a pasta bowl or like kill it or something. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody, that like even the one couple that was like, all right, we're pretty into like the the gay couple that was like, we're gonna have a baby was like, we're gonna kill the baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, they just evaporated too by the way they're not in this last episode I don't know where they went but they're not in this last episode mm-hmm. um, look Zachary Quinto's a busy man Yeah. well not that busy unfortunately uh, as we'll find out next season but you know yeah. uh, so anyway Constance is hanging out with the baby um, and then Constance is like Maybe you shouldn't take the baby back because there's like ghosts in your house and um, a lot of those ghosts want the baby. So you probably shouldn't. Um, And like she's like very adamant like, hey, Ben Harmon, you saw the ghosts with your own eyes. You saw that they're there and they can do physical harm. Um, Don't take the baby over there. And for once, Constance is um, correct, actually. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, on the money. On the money, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Ben. You witness ghosts kill your wife. Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why are you? Why? And Constance even says that. Constance is like, the ghosts <laughs> there killed your wife and daughter, dude. Like, you just buried your wife and your daughter. Like, don't take your son there, too. And he's like, mm, I think you're a crazy person. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, this that would have been a, you know, a reasonable thing to say uh, 10 episodes ago when you hadn't gone through all the things you had gone through currently. When your wife and daughter were alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Constance is rightfully, like, kind of upset. Like, as is typical for Constance, she's upset about the right thing for the wrong reason. Um, also, <laughs> a- actress totally sells the, like, actual, like, like, anger of you are endangering a child rather than, like, like it, it, Constance really sells the anger on someone else's behalf as opposed to anger on her own behalf here. At least to me, mm-hmm. I just I think her actress is great. Yeah, I think Jessica Lange is very good. Job very good. Yeah, Jessica yeah. Lange is incredible in, in every uh, role that she plays in American Horror Story. Regrettably, um, <laughs> but yeah, she does a really good job of like being like, hey you're you're fucking up bad and like it's not like for once it's not constance being selfish it's like her being genuinely like you're gonna get this baby killed dude like stop it yeah real really effectively like turned off kind of the like bless your heart quiet cruelty stuff and is very clearly like no 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 you're gonna get this baby killed man (laughs) like come on Mm -hmm. yeah and then like i guess we're supposed to get a reveal now even though it the reveal hypothetically in universe should have happened many episodes ago um, of like him finally piecing together that Tate is her kid. Um, They do a dog shit job of like showing that this is the reveal because anybody with two brain cells would notice. They even show a scene where he's on the phone with Constance saying, I can't treat your son anymore. And she's not, she's not using like a voice changer or anything. She's just talking to him on the phone. So basically what it does is it makes Ben Harmon look like a fucking moron. Um, who can't recognize her voice <laughs> on the phone um, because yep. he didn't realize that Tate was her kid until that exact moment. Um, and he's like, you're, you're, you destroyed my family. Your son is a monster, blah, 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 blah. Um, and she's like, I, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Like, I, I'm sorry you're so dumb. Um, and 
he's like, I'm taking my baby back. And then it, <laughs> then it cuts to um, Vivian and Moira back at the murder house. They're ghosts, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vivian is folding baby clothes. So Vivian is folding <laughs> baby clothes right now. Mm-hmm. And the rest of this scene is all going to hinge around like Vivian hoping that Ben does things correctly for the baby, but not wanting to like do it for him. And I'm like, so do you think oh. Ben isn't going to notice those baby clothes getting folded? Like... <laughs> Also, a confusingly human moment of um, Vivian being like, oh, shit, he can see me. And Moira being like, you're a ghost, idiot. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he, he defaults to not being able to see you, which does, unfortunately, as you've noted, raise more questions about why Violet wasn't passively invisible. But that, hey, you know what? Another story for another yeah, day. I was I was charmed and lightly chuckled when Vivian had a moment of, oh shit, I don't want him to see me, followed by Moira going, you're a ghost dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Moira has really funny interactions this episode, like because they are so, they swing back and forth from being like, okay, Moira's just in like sassy Moira mode now because everyone's a ghost and she doesn't give a shit anymore, to... Moira giving weird monologues that make no sense for her character whatsoever. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Moira's a lot of fun in this episode. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, like, her deciding, like, I don't give a shit. You're all ghosts now. You're equal to me. I don't I don't serve ghosts, asshole, is, like, very good. <laughs> and then, yeah, occasionally later on, she slips back into, like, weird creeds that don't add up with her actions. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, Vivian's, like, watching Ben, like, bumble through being a father. Um, and he's, like, going to put the milk in the microwave. And she's like, no, Ben, not the microwave. And Moira's like... <sighs> Shit or get off the pot, man. Like, either jump in and show him that you're here and tell him what to do, or let him go. Like, you're hovering. Like, chill out. Um, which is, uh, unfortunately, the theme of the next, like, 15 minutes of the show. Um, and it will have a terrible culmination by the time that mm-hmm. this plot thread is done. Um, so Vivian goes on, like, this tangent saying, like, oh, he was such a good dad. See, he knew not to put it in the microwave. Which, first of all, that's not true. And then Moira says what we have all been thinking for the entire season, which is, Vivian, why the fuck do you always defend Ben? He sucks so fucking bad. Like, why are you always trying to, like, redeem him? He never redeems himself. So why are you trying to redeem him? Um... And then Vivian's like, yeah, I made Violet promise me that her and I wouldn't ever show ourselves to Ben because that will make him want to stay here and he needs to leave. And I'm like, well, first of all, he knows Violet's a ghost already because she told him that already. Mm -hmm. So he knows that Violet's there. So that already completely deflates that whole plan. Um, And if he knows Violet's there, he knows that Vivian's there. So them not showing themselves is really just kind of a dick move more than anything else. Yeah. Especially because, like, he knows Violet's bound to the house. And even if Viv and Violet don't show themselves, uh, the other ghosts very much will, as we show <laughs> ours, as, as we will see. They have no qualms about showing up. So, like, yeah, your weird act of defending Ben instead of becoming a ghost and being like, get the fuck out of here, mm-hmm. nonstop. Just bad, bad, stupid plan. Bad, stupid, passive plan. Yeah, very <laughs> yeah. passive aggressive way to try and get him to leave instead of just straight up being like, you should leave. Which, in case you're wondering, um, in about two minutes, she's going to just tell him. You just need to leave, which feels like what she should have done. And this whole weird sequence we get with Moira doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, Also, Moira does a weird thing or like Vivian is like, hmm, Ben's acting so weird. Like he's so sanguine, sanguine, Um, sanguine, (laughs) which he's he's not just so we're clear. He's he's very weird and distant and sad, which that's not what that means. Um, And then Moira just kind of passively like owns Ben and he is like. And sh- or she's like, uh, he's probably just hype as hell because now he can uh, bang a lot of bang a lot of ladies. And then Vivian like looks at her like, oh, how could you? And she's like, oh, my bad. Um, and then Vivian asks her for a cup of tea, and Moira goes, no, go fuck yourself. Um, I don't <laughs> serve ghosts. And then Vivian's like, damn, true. <laughs> Uh, and then that's uh, the end of that. And then we cut to Ben talking to his baby, which, by the way, they never name that baby. Um, Constance ends up naming the baby. This baby doesn't have a name for most of the episode. Um, there's, 
There's no he reference to it. He was getting around to it. How big of a deal can it be to name a baby? He's fine. Do it. Yeah. This newborn baby that's four months old and eats solid food. Um, this four month old baby na- known simply as baby. And he's like talking to it. It's in the crib and he's like talking to it. Um, and he's like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Um, and I'm like, Weird thing to say to a baby, dude. Um, and he's like, don't worry. Your Aunt Joe's going to be here. Uh, and you don't have to be alone with me anymore. And then Ben, like, sets up, like, a bunch of sticky notes with, like, all of his keys and his money and stuff. Because he's going to kill himself. Um, and he, like, <sighs> sits himself down. Like, he doesn't. So He does yeah. this whole thing where he sets everything up. But if he's going to kill. Well, I don't know why we do this. Because if he's going to kill himself and be a ghost, he could just set that shit up after he kills himself. <laughs> I think to I don't be told. Well, before. <laughs> all right, I'll 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 defend Ben Harmon because I'm an idiot, right? I guess he doesn't know ghost rules, right? I I guess. Where he, it's like I, mean, I like, think I think it's like a, like well, he just wants to be sure. It's a movie trope thing, yeah. right? Where yeah, it's like they all say I, I listen. I'm not defending it because what happens next is completely stupid anyway. <laughs> what I have, yeah, what I have more of an issue with isn't Ben Harmon and the way he goes about this. It's the fact that he uh, puts the gun in his mouth and sits there and has a think about it, and then has a moment of resolve and takes it out and walks around the room a little bit, and then loses his resolve and puts it. To to his head um and then vivian walks up and goes ah nah actually which like <laughs> damn girl took your time i know it's like she knew like when he's in the mouth like he's not gonna do it like oh okay wait he is you know yeah hold on <laughs> yeah if he had any more resolve it would have just been like vivian like i'll wait for him to bang uh, oh. oh ben you're here <laughs> oh, yeah. for dramatic Ooh. effect i was gonna say though <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> I had some. Wait, no, fuck! Ah, oh, damn it! Ah, oh, crap! <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, so she does stop him, like after all that happens, and she's like, "Hey, hey, no, we don't want you here forever. Like, I, I, I know you want to be here forever, which was my whole reason for not showing you that we were here, but no, you gotta go." Yeah, and Vivian reveals that. The one driving force she has left and the thing that is going to be her main plot device is getting the baby out of the house safely and protected. So this is her last will and testament functionally to Ben Harmon, her widow, is all I want for you is to get the baby and get the hell out of this house. That's all I want. If you achieve this... I'll be happy for you and for me. If you fail this, you fucked up big time. Remember this because it <laughs> will be relevant. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I think they realize, like, without spoiling it per se, um, I think they realize how fucked up this particular part of the show is because in American this... Horror Stories, they literally have, like, the same kind of setup and then they have the characters that are in this situation um, do the correct thing and, so, like, make an arrangement where they come back to visit every so often instead of just being there forever. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I guess we'll get there when we get there because, yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Right. Um, they anyway. They have their little heartfelt things or whatever, you know. And then uh, Ben's leaving with the baby. He puts it down, and then oh no, it's Hayden here, and and also Dallas. And they they hang Ben. They're fighting with him on the upper staircase. They manage to get a noose around his neck and push him off the balcony, and he dies. And it's like, well, terrible noosemanship. Yeah. For the record, when you're <laughs> hanging, when someone's being hung, it's to break the vertebrae in their neck, not to suffocate them. Please do a better job when you hang. Someone. At least, at I least bet. when you hang Ben Harmon, you know. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't give him a chance. Don't let him. Don't let him do a big pull up and look like a hero. Well, good news, he doesn't. Nah. He's fucking dead. Ben Harmon. Is dead now. He got killed by ghosts, which you might say, but Ty, if Hayden's endgame was to kill Ben Harmon, uh, he could, she could have easily done it numerous times in the past if she had access to physical tools and devices. For example, a loaded revolver. <laughs> like, hey. That, for hmm. example, Ben Harmon had fully put up to his fucking head. Ah, I don't know. Who can say? Like... <laughs> Hey, um, wait, why did we stop this character from killing himself only to kill him, like, one scene later? <laughs> Not um, even one full scene. It's literally, like, eight seconds later. So it's like, oh, Ben's decided to live. My, mm, too bad. My theory is, because they want to get to the ending we'll get to, but it's like, if Ben kills himself, then he's kind of a dick for just leaving this kid, like, in the haunted house or whatever. 
you should at least have a go at trying to be a good person and raise the kid. But to have your cake and eat it too, we're just going to kill him a minute later. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only thing I can think of because it kind of doesn't make any sense any other way for me. I don't know. Also, the Hayden murder is like, it is so nothing <laughs> the way they deliver it. Like, it literally is just it falls so flat because it's been like packed up with his baby baby carrier and he's like all right time to go be a hero for once in my life and then v- hayden just walks up the stairs and goes no i'm gonna kill you now and then he dies it's just so nut- <laughs> like of all the ways for ben Harmon to die you could have written so many like beautiful contrapasso deaths that just like reflected you know his transgressions in life right mm-hmm. that's one of the cornerstones of great writing is is a contrapasso punishment for uh, you know a perceived crime um yeah ben Harmon just gets thrown off a balcony by some ghosts it has nothing to do with anything he's done no nope. <laughs> it's it, it, the least they could have done was have hayden hit him with a shovel the least they could have done was have yeah. him walk out the front door and have hayden hit him with a shovel i think we're still in like is we're trying to redeem ben Harmon for some reason like way too late mode you know where he's like Again, it's like we don't want him to kill himself because then he's absolutely a villain, even in death, even though he still is, you know, mm. uh, but now we can kind of have it where he's but, like, like, that's the thing, though, is like, even then, he's not really a villain for killing himself because, A, he made the plans of, like, having his sister-in-law come take the baby. And also, his reason for wanting to kill himself isn't that he's, like, sad. It's that he wants to be there with his family forever. <laughs> it's, like, maybe actually one of the very few things that Ben Harmon does that is like, oh, You're- he's making a choice to live here forever with his family if he had like a a fitting death that fit his like what he had done then he could like reflect on that and grow as a person and be like you know what Maybe Hayden made some good points with that shovel. You know, <laughs> you you both would have much better points if this show were well written, but sadly it's not. So you're yeah. undermined by their incompetence. You know, I agreed yeah. with both of you. I just want to be on record, but sadly, that's, American Horror that's Story true. didn't. But you know who we haven't seen in a while? Who's that? Um, Marcy, the weird racist realtor. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I was hoping we'd see her again. Said fucking no one. I have- such good news for you, Slow Beef. She's in like the rest of the 40 minutes of this episode. Oh, um, <laughs> that's my reaction to that. <laughs> yeah, she gets to be also, in this episode for the rest says, of it. She says weird racist things and then has multiple people throughout the episode go, was that racist? And the answer is like, yes. <laughs> it's not a, like it's not up for debate. I don't think anyone of Latin descent would be unsure if that was racist or not. I think that they, it's weird because they're going to introduce a, a family here in just a second, the Ramuses, um, who like, they seem to be like, they, they know, they're knowers. So like when she says some really like off the wall shit, mm-hmm. they look at each other and they're like, is this bitch for real? And they even kind of make a joke about it later. Like, oh, you want to hang out with your best friend Marcy? And he's like, oh, she's so hot. Like, I think they're in on it. And that's right, the first yeah. time we've really had characters who are being spoken to in this way actually react to that in a way that's like all right like we're not even gonna humor this lady she's so insane mm-hmm. um she's just saying the most out of pocket thing she possibly can um but, but that- the problem is like they roll with it they just yeah. roll with it the whole time like when she says something along the lines of Oh, I'm glad you're a European Latin because I find them superior to <laughs> South American Latins. It's like no no one would be like, oh, thank you. <laughs> no matter how desperate you are for a house, you would go, um, excuse me, at the very least. Yeah, and they're they're like they're supposed to be around the same age as the Harmons because they have a child who's roughly Violet's age. Um and they're like, ah, their names are Stacy and Miguel, and they um, have a skateboard kid named Gabriel, who's roughly Violet's age. Um, and skateboard kid shows up on his skateboard, because that's a very important character trait for us to establish for some reason. Um, <laughs> it's very important that you know that this kid rides a skateboard everywhere. Um, and 
they're like, why is the house so cheap? Um, and I guess that means nobody Googled why it's so cheap. Okay, can we all agree that, like, if you're looking at houses on, like, Zillow or whatever, and a huge mansion in L.A. is, like, $150,000, um, you're going to look up why. Yeah! Like, you're not just going to be like, yeah. oh, this is cool and good. You're also... <laughs> I've guessed it on streams with my friend Geop, who finds weird Zillow listings, and, like... We look into background searches for this shit for way less than that. For way less. We see a weird mosaic on a wall and we're like, oh shit, time to spend 25 minutes looking into this weird mosaic. <laughs> like, I, yeah. The idea of not Googling a property before spending Lord knows how much money is deeply unhinged. Yeah, because like, like already Stacy, the wife, is like, why is this house so cheap? Like, this is a mansion in LA. Like, why is this house so cheap? And then like Marcy, the realtor, is like, oh, this is $200,000 cheaper than I sold it for last time. So I'm like, this mansion's got to be like $100,000 because otherwise the Harmons wouldn't have been able to buy it before when it was $200,000 more expensive. And that was apparently when it was dirt cheap. So like they they literally must be giving yeah. this mansion away and for no one to be Googling it. Like if you, I, I have a note here that like ghost adventures people would have been looking into it at this point. I feel like at this point too, if you're one of the other people on the block or in the neighborhood, you might even just buy it because it's good. This is tanking everyone's property value to have oh, this house that keeps selling for cheap. Sorry, Slow Beef. <laughs> do you mean maybe like a neighbor whose whole like character trait is that they desperately want to own the house? Yeah. So dearly, and now too. the house is um, <laughs> probably cheaper than the house she's in next door that doesn't have murders. Because I, even if that was the most expensive house in the entire neighborhood by a factor of five upon building, at this point, it would appear to be the cheapest by a factor of five. So Constance could easily sell her property and move in next door, except I guess she's decided... The ghosts are too much, and they definitely will want this baby who definitely <laughs> doesn't love ghosts and partying with ghosts. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, they decide to buy it, like, the day that they tour it. Um, and Skateboard Kid is skateboarding, and we get a cool GoPro shot from the skateboard's POV, and then he gets fucking... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. We can't just glance over it. Because Marcy, the realtor, explicitly says when he walks in, like, the parents are like, sorry, he's practically attached to the skateboard. You know, he'll never put it down. And Marcy's like, okay, as long as he doesn't skate inside and mark up the floor. They walk to the next room over, and then he just goes... It's skateboarding time. Which, if you've never heard a skateboard on, like, an old wood floor... Is it loud? Uh, it is crazy loud. Hmm. Yeah, like, it is the sound of a board on wheels with uh, the weight of a human behind it clicking over things repeatedly. Like, it's so loud and so distinctively only the sound a skateboard makes <laughs> that, like, I... It didn't make sense. As soon as he put that thing on the ground and slid an inch, he should have heard from the other room, hey, hey, <laughs> we said no skateboarding. Like, it's, like, uh, what kind of stealth board is, it, and it's not, because it's noisy as fuck in the show, too. Uh. Yeah, and he gets owned by the Ricky Bobby twin ghosts for some reason, which, Brings me to a point that we will establish later. Um, so the ghosts, like, definitely don't have qualms about showing themselves to people who don't own the house yet. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them don't want people to be in the house. So why don't they just scare people out of the house before they I'll, buy the house? I'll, that seems like it would no, avoid a lot of No, issues. you can't do that because that would literally be the plot of Beetlejuice. That would be the plot yeah. of Beetlejuice if you just had ghosts scaring people out of buying the house. Come on. Come on, you can't do that. Come on. Anyway, you're, sorry. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I hate that you're right, but you are. Mm. <sighs> mm. Uh, but they decide to buy the house. Um, he get the skateboard kid gets owned by the Ricky Bobby twins for some reason, and he's like, "Whoa, weird! I fell off my skateboard." Um, they like throw ghost marbles at his skateboard, and he ghost falls on the ground. And then his dad <laughs> comes up and is like, "Are you okay?" And he says, "Sorry, I ate shit." And his dad doesn't go. Were you fucking skateboarding inside? <laughs> he goes, because <laughs> again, I don't think there's like a father alive whose response to their son clearly having skateboard in the house after immediately being told not to isn't, 
hey man, cut that out. Can you stop for a minute? <laughs> like, <laughs> or at least like you're lucky this realtor is really racist. Otherwise, I'd be mad. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Just find the fucker, son. <laughs> hey. We're gonna we're gonna buy the house, so you do need to actually yeah. stop skating inside now. Before it was cool because she's a piece of shit, but now it's, it's our property. Yeah, oh. uh, and then we cut to um, another very confusing scene of Constance hanging out with Barrios and Granger. Who's Barrios and Granger? You may be asking. Uh, it's the weird detective pair um that oh, handle it's everything a, it's an early monster in monster hunter rise <laughs> yeah. that covers its body in mud mm-hmm. it doesn't have a little shake yeah, yeah yeah um and granger is uh a type of weapon you can get in monster hunter rise um no they're the two uh detectives that apparently handle every crime in los angeles um because now they're back at constance's house you may remember them from accusing constance of murdering travis um and other various crimes mm. um yeah so what crime are they there to accuse constance of none they're trying to help constance find a baby she's not related to for some reason um which doesn't make any sense because she's not as far as they know biologically related to that child because then they would have to try and figure out how she See, with I... no living children has had a grandchild um <laughs> how that is possible yeah, I... I read it as like they were trying to figure yeah. out where the baby went and they had an inclination that they thought Constance yeah. had taken that's it. Kinda... And Constance is just kind of constantly playing at like, oh, no, that's so terrible. It must have been Violet running away because that's like as they're leaving, they're like, hey, yeah. So if you uh, find any information about where Violet ran to, mm-hmm. you make sure to tell us, OK? Like it's very much like. The story is all bullshit, but we don't have any way. That's kind of how I read it too. Yeah, because they're yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it is. Bullshit. I guess, but they do frame it. They frame it at the beginning of this scene as her saying, um, I, "I hope you find my baby." Right. Uh, <laughs> which does yeah. defeat the rest of the purpose because it makes it seem like she called them to try and find the baby. Because then it like goes, shows this weird kind of montage of her like finding Ben's body. Um. So Constance is the one who called it in, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then found out the baby wasn't there. Question mark. Um, then there's an intermittent um, scene of her finding Hayden in the basement, rocking the baby. Um, to which I say, "All right, so at this point, all of the Harmons are dead. Why didn't they just beat the shit out of Hayden?" Um, who knows? But you know who does beat the shit out of Hayden? Travis. Uh, he's just still team Constance, I guess. Um, and yeah, Hayden's just sitting there with the baby like, my baby, you're not going to get it. And Constance is like, I'm taking that child. To which Hayden goes, fuck you over my dead body. And Constance goes, we're, we're past the dead body yeah. phase, I'm afraid. Uh, but Hayden is clearly unwilling to relent. And um, then you just hear the sound of Hayden being stabbed with a knife and going, <laughs> and Travis kind of grabs the baby from her and is like, Sorry, babe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, Constance. I fucked up. Here, here's a baby. <laughs> yeah, which, so this works. Travis cutting her throat works, um, which, again, raises the question, why didn't the Harmons just beat Hayden's ass? Um, there's three of them and one of her, and she's just like a little lady. Why didn't they just beat her ass and take the baby? Who knows? Eminently weak to shovels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And many other things, it turns out. Wasn't she, like, um, rotting from the inside, too? Wasn't that a thing? Don't yeah. worry about it. Okay. No, no, yeah, don't worry about All it. Right, I'm um, done. Yeah, that's fine. I'm that, done worrying about that, it. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that plot point was um, dissolved like six uh, episodes ago. They decided honestly, to Honestly, rotting from the inside. Hayden, you're a ghost. That doesn't make sense. Fuck you, Ben. Honestly. Like, I imagine that's just how it went. Frankly down. speaking, I'm exhausted. Stopped caring as soon as it left my mouth. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so Constance, like, just tells them that. Which, like you guys just said, if they were investigating, like, where the baby went, they didn't check at all. Because it turns out it's just in Constance's house, like, ten feet away. Um, Also, (laughs) why would Constance be calling the police to help her find the baby if 
the baby was in the closet upstairs. So what I'm trying to say is neither reason for the police being here interviewing Constance could possibly make sense. So there must be a third bespoke reason, which is <laughs> the writers couldn't figure out how to get us in Constance's house doing exposition. Yeah. <laughs> which is the whole reason the cops are there. Yeah. We needed a scene that established why Constance has the baby. As if they couldn't have just shown us a scene, the scene specifically of her walking in finding Ben and then having Travis stab Hayden. We needed that to be framed by a weird flashback montage with these two detectives from two episodes ago. Um, And so Constance has the baby. That's all that you need to know um, (laughs) from that. Um, And then we cut to um, Violet just being in Gabriel, the skateboard kids room. Um, And she's just like trashing his shit. And I mean that in the metaphorical way, like saying he has garbage taste and also physically destroying his belongings. Um, And he's like, hey, weird lady that broke into my house. um, Can you maybe get out of my room? And she's like, no. And he's like, "Okay, uh, why? And she's like, I'm surprised you want to be alone. I heard the house is haunted. And he's like, "Okay, I've stopped caring that you're a stranger. You can just be in my room. It's fine. Um, Which Gabriel will do again. Uh, in about 10 minutes as well with a different person. (laughs) Um, He's just like, this is fine. Um, Please stop breaking my stuff, uh, but you can stay. Um, And to which Violet will say, no, I'm going to keep breaking your stuff. Um, And then in the background, we will see Tate just absolutely seething, um, just watching from a distance, just absolutely seething um, and crying, shitting, crying, throwing up, all all of the above. Um, so I guess he didn't get banished. I guess he just, um, got owned into a corn cob in the last episode, but he got better. He got better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he <Yep>. got better. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause he's back, uh, and like molding from across the room. Um, <laughs> and like, then it cuts to, oh my God. So if we don't talk about any other scene other than this one for the rest of this episode, we have to talk about this scene because it is absolutely oh, fucking about the, unhinged. Ab- about the revelation that Ben and Viv like to watch? Yeah. Oh my uh. God, this scene is so fucking unhinged. I cannot even begin to explain the absolute sheer off the wall insanity that the next five minutes of television is. Um, so Miguel and Stacy are installing light fixtures in the kitchen for some reason. And Miguel keeps talking about how he wants to fuck Marcy, the weird racist realtor lady. Mm-hmm. And like, it's supposed to be this like witty banter. Cause these are supposed to be like cool parents who are like still in love with each other. Um, and then they start to fuck in the kitchen. Um, and they're like, Oh, our son's upstairs at home. But we, we got a bang here in the kitchen. Um, and then Ben and Vivian are there. Um, and I mean, like, they're there, like, a foot away. Uh, like, legitimately, <laughs> like, uh, like if you were filming this activity for whatever reason, you would see Ben cranking his hog in the corner of <laughs> yeah. the shot. Like, that's how close they are, is they are within, they, like, maybe six they feet. They can smell just, it. Oh, I would they say closer than that. You know? Not even yeah. being gross or anything. I'm just st- stating facts here. Yeah. If if it was Constance, she would have smelled that shit from 20, 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. Not Ben and Vivian. They got to be right up <laughs> <Yeah>. there. Um, <laughs> or you say not only do they like to watch, they also like to smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like the ghosts. <laughs> they're close um, enough. They don't have choices in the matter, really. But <laughs> and, and you may be wondering, like, well, why are they that close? Are they doing something in the kitchen? And they those two just happen to be fucking nearby. No, (laughs) they're just literally standing like seven inches away from these two who are like actively about to bang on the counter. Um, Just like nonchalantly carrying on a conversation um, with each other about them banging. (laughs) Um, And then Stacey and Miguel like hear their son come home. It sounds like he comes through the front door. But then they just are like, and they're like, oh, we got to stop because he's home. But then they just keep going at it anyway. Um, And then they kind of mention that their son is old enough that he's about to leave to go to college um, and that they want to have a baby. And that's immediately when I was like, wee, woo, wee, woo. You got to got to get him out of there. (laughs) No babies here. Um, Even though, don't worry. um, None of the ghosts who are still in the house want a baby anymore. 
Um, so I don't know why they even had these two bring up having a baby at this point because they're even like, oh, don't you think I'm too old? And then he says something like, oh, just barely. Like, it's a really weird interaction. Yes, um, he says. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he says, yeah. Um, and then they go back to banging. Um, and then I don't think there's enough people in this kitchen <sighs> really close to the two people who are banging. I think we should add a third person, actually. Um, Moira shows up. Um, and is also standing uncomfortably close to the two people banging on the counter. <laughs> and Moira gives a very strange monologue out of nowhere about just like, many ghosts are actually noble and we were <laughs> victims of what happened to us and we're just trying to do what's best for everyone. We don't intend harm on anyone. And I'm just sitting here thinking, and I literally typed it in our like discussion chat we have of just... Moira, you have made a man take laudanum uh, and made him burn himself on a stove and in a fireplace in a daze, but go off, I guess. And uh, keep that in mind, because Moira loves that shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Moira loves fucking with people as a ghost. And it's going to lead into another set of events. I actually don't know if we have time to talk about it, because it is, when I say that shit kicks off in the next 30 seconds, I mean shit kicks off in the next 30 seconds the most i would say probably like seven episodes worth of stuff happens in the next seven minutes of television Mm -hmm. yeah my my main lead in here would be um the Harmons have decided and come to terms with the fact that they do not want another couple in there attempting to make a baby and so as beef alluded to it's time to Beetlejuice it up, baby. <laughs> it's time to get these shitheads out of here. Um, and I'll just spoiler a bit since um, I mentioned it. But uh, yeah, so Moira, after her big speech of, you know, I never would do harm to anyone. I am a noble ghost. Uh, immediately drugs another man with laudanum and makes him put his hand on the yep, stove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I made this joke referencing something that happened in, I don't know, episode two and never again since, and sure as shit, within 30 seconds, Moira does it again. (laughs) She loves it. She loves doing it. It's like her favorite thing to do. Uh, It would make sense if she was trying to get him to dig up her body, but no, it's just like, yeah, I just, you know, I've just gotten good at the laudanum trick. (laughs) Yeah, and also, like, her going back to her weird speech that doesn't make any sense, like, she's like, we gotta get these people out of here. Like, we, some of us don't want people to be here and be miserable. I'm like, hey, Moira, where was that energy when the Harmons moved in? Like, (laughs) why do you just now not want people to live here like and be miserable like why are you uh, decided now the gazebo broker as soon as there was a gazebo on top of her corpse she was like fuck it ggs (laughs) (laughs) yeah character growth better player one and the better player was constance (laughs) (laughs) also going back to the this is just a random thing when they're showing the house to the ramoses and by them i mean marcy Mm -hmm. you can hear her like talking to the wife um, as they're walking through the kitchen, she keeps bringing up the fucking pasta arm for some reason. Yeah, right. Um, they think it's really, really clever, I guess. And then she's like, she's talking to St- like uh, Stacy in the other room, and she's like, "Yeah, we have a pasta arm because Mrs. Harmon considered herself to be a gourmand." And I'm like, first of all, that's not true. She could barely cook. That was literally a plot point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she goes. Mrs. Harmon considered herself to be a gourmand. See, look, we have a gazebo in the backyard. And I'm like, those are two points that have nothing to do with one another. No, (laughs) because gazebo. You know, gazebo, the thing that you have when you are really good at cooking and love food. Yeah. Also, yeah, usually being a gourmand is like... Like, being a gourmet is someone who understands fine cuisine and, like, appreciates it. A gourmand is usually someone who takes that a bit far, right, to access. That's what that means no, is someone, who, someone like, who, owns revels in arm. eating so I, much that they, okay, they own I, a pasta I, arm. You're you going to have it. to show me a certificate of gazebo ownership before I believe you on this point, I'm afraid. Yeah, there are only two criterias for being a gourmand. It's owning a gazebo and having a pasta arm, which the pasta arm wasn't even something that... uh she had put in the house um it was there when they moved in uh they make a point of that and the microwave being a weird thing that vivian doesn't like because remember how in like episode one and two they established that vivian had this character trait of like 
not liking non-organic things and like being weird about non-organic things and then they just dropped that and then never mentioned it ever again yeah Uh uh-huh yeah i was just i was just checking you're saying that like it's not good character (laughs) growth i don't i don't know (laughs) i don't know but i i just wanted to see if we all remembered um fun little easter egg Mm. uh character developments that didn't make it to the end of the show um or didn't affect the show in any way i i can't wait for us to get to the scene with violet where ben's like I'm going to try, and Violet's like, I am a teen. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> but, oh. Yeah, look forward to next episode, everybody, because we get some real pinnacle character moments. We get Violet just explicitly going, I'm a teen. I was just going to be a problem. No yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, Which is yeah. not really appropriate. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's better that I died, Dad. And he's like, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I didn't have to pay for Harvard, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This show is good. Just to, was- also to like to prep all of you for like how wild the next couple of minutes of TV is. We're dedicating like almost a whole episode next week to what is roughly seven minutes of TV. There's only about seven minutes yeah. left of this episode, um, but it's gonna take us the whole goddamn hour probably to go over all of the things that happen in the next seven minutes. So. Buckle up, I guess, for the second half of Afterbirth, which it feels bad every time I say it. It has a bad mouthfeel every time I say Honestly, it. Honestly, this whole episode has made me really sad. <laughs> this is my just like, I'm like, oh, man. Just like real Afterbirth. There were multiple parts where I just busted up laughing because I was just like, how the fuck? <laughs> uh, well, well till next time, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Have Later. A good- Bye.